you you didn't mean that literally almost good you didn't mean that literally did you spiritually you meant spiritually whenever i'm ready i've got to give you a couple notes for the new house peter uh i did just purchase a magic bullet uh we have some protein if you want if you're into that uh we've got some chicken fried rice up there the pilot light has been lit, so the stove does now work. Hell yeah. Now, there are a lot of cardboard boxes that I'm waiting to go throw in the trash at our old apartment, my old apartment, because uh, what an idiot. All those apartments over there are going completely empty because she didn't ask us if we wanted to resign, nor has she put them online anywhere to get them fixed. And we heard from the other residents how strict she was going to try to be with the deposit. So we took 131 pictures of a two-bedroom apartment, sent it to her with timestamps, and said, if you have any concerns, we'll be forwarding them to my legal team for any further communication because I don't play games. She tried to charge the girl downstairs $20 to change the code on her door because she wasn't sure if a rover had been in there. So I made sure to confirm that no rover had been in there and no one else has the code. She is uh, trying it, and I can tell you about landlords. They're not prepared right now. Nobody has any money in the United States, and they're living, as I saw someone say on Twitter, my paycheck to paycheck. So we're going to make her give us all the money. She has until Tuesday, and then I'm going to be making a big stink of things, as I often do. I am not supportive of people being Karens, you know, in the sense, the metaphorical sense, not like my grandmother's name. Happy birthday, Grandma. I called her from the L.A. airport. Your grandma's name's Karen. My grandma's name is Karen. You know, I know her as Mama. My grandma's name's Theodora. That's a very cool name. And it's in the tradition of men not being creative and just being like, uh, yeah, it's Frederica because my name was Frederick. And it's Theodora because my name was Theodora. And you're like, do you know any girl names? And they're like, yeah, you put an A on a name and that's now it's a woman's name. You know, what are you going to do? They used to call her Theo all the time. That seems, I hope it was her choice, you know? Uh, she also, <laughs> I've told you about the toothpick thing, right? I don't know if you have. Okay. <laughs> this is super dark. But, okay. Uh, my grandma, when uh, my dad and my aunt and uncle were kids, would feel like she wasn't getting enough attention, so she would fake her own death. Just like, like the squirrel on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she would pretend to swallow toothpicks and oh like lay down on the floor and wait for her kids to like come find her and then be like, oh, no, I'm fine. She would pretend to swallow them. Mm-hmm. How would they know... Because a toothpick is not a large item. Would she just no. be like, no? Well, I think no. they were very little, so you know, you can kind of, it's theater of the mind at that point. Yeah. Oh, no. That's like when I saw a guy eat a cactus at Jimmy Lloyd's birthday party, and I said, how does that feel coming out? And he says, I've never done it before. Oh, God. <laughs> and I looked at his girlfriend, and I said, you're a brave woman, meaning you're going to spend the night at the emergency room with this idiot. That's rough. Who also, I watched him staple his nutsack to his like, That's on another episode, I think. We discussed that. Staples, uh, yeah. Shout out Shotzi Blackheart getting off the Indies. Her last day on the Indies was spent with a Jimmy Lloyd birthday. Uh, I'm very excited today. This has been uh, a growth time for me to say that because I didn't used to celebrate my birthday at all. And we were recording on my birthday. A happy birthday. I wasn't, I did pause, but I wasn't, you've said happy birthday enough. Like and you, you've been a wonderful friend. I've, I see, I bully people into celebrating their birthday. So yeah, I think everyone. Needs well, that's. To do it. I think everyone is bullying me into ce- celebrating my birthday, and I can You're remember. Worth ce- everyone is worth celebrating. I've been trending since midnight <laughs> because people are so excited it's my birthday. Why would I take that from them? I'm vibing. I'm having. I can't keep up with Twitter. I could sit here all day on Twitter. I can't keep up. This is in the last three minutes. 
Is he doing something? Is yeah. he getting wild? Uh, so this is oh, oh. <laughs> this is our first oh. Bebop record. Get it, Bebop. Get it. And he is uh, attacking bug versus a bug right now. Get it. Oh, look, look. And he got it. <laughs> Bebop does. He doesn't eat the bug, though. He. <laughs> oh, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Get it. It's a wasp fly. It's not a wasp. It's one of the weird. Mm-hmm. He bites it out of the air and then he stares at it when he catches it. But it has also been catching me personally off guard because in the middle of the night when he sees a bug, he perks up. We'll just say that. Is he chasing it down the hall? Incredible. Also to the girl next door who walks her cat on the leash. I think it's great. Uh, Bebop does not think it's great. Bebop is not fond Okay, now you've got a clownfish toy. <laughs> I, they're going to hear that on the air, Bebop. It's very needy. Thank you for protecting the house. I appreciate what you do for us. We are actually recording this a little bit a little bit early today, just because on my birthday, I will be spending it traveling. And you said you looked at my chart a little bit, and you said it looked pretty busy. It's been yeah. busy since 8 a.m. Yeah. Nonstop busy. Uh, I tried to do laundry yesterday, and whoever left our previous unit left all the water in the washing machine. So when I opened it in the basement, which is full of spiders and I'm, we're both fine with spiders. I just want to say that, uh, it flooded out onto all my clothes. And I said, this is not looking good. I thought I was going to spend the night at the laundromat. It didn't, it didn't work out that way. Uh, but it's working. It's fine. I had to pack all my stuff today. I'm leaving for Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, uh, tonight on my birthday. I do not land until 1230 in the morning tomorrow. And then I'm wrestling there for Top Talent Brand. Then Friday, I go to Chicago for freelance. Saturday, I then fly to Jacksonville, Florida for River City Wrestling Con. I'm then going to drive from Jacksonville because it was way cheaper to just rent a car and do that. And sometimes I like being in the car. Uh, And then Sunday, I go back to Denver. We're going to talk about two nights in Denver from this weekend. And then I will cap it by going back to Denver for Joan Jetson's Big Queer Launch. Are you familiar with Dad? Yes. I'm on a show with Dad on Sunday. Fucking rules. the show opens with a dad dance party, and oh my, oh my god! Like I think he thought I was messing with him, but the truth is, like I was like I'm obsessed with you, and he was like, really? I mean, I that that he's early YouTube for me, early YouTube, and yeah. still at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's good friends with John uh, Morrison, uh, John Hennigan, Johnny Game Changer, Johnny Bloodsport, Johnny Impact, Johnny Johnny Elite. I don't know. He was on. Uh, all of these wrestling companies. He changes his name to fit it, but you know who Johnny is in wrestling, and I think that's important. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff this week, Peter. It was a very eventful week, and I want to start by saying I did work a private Pride event for Netflix on Thursday that I couldn't talk about because it was private and for Pride, and I just want to clear the air. Number one, I voted for the SAG strike, which was fantastic. 97% that voted voted for the strike, which means they have until July 1st to figure something out or they are all fucked. Uh, I think the only shows that can continue are The Real Housewives, but I'm pretty sure they have writers too. There's no way those housewives are coming up with all those catchphrases. Yeah, no, there's no way. There's no way. The catchphrases are just going to suck now because they have to write them themselves. You thought you could. That'll be the new one. Yeah. Because that's about all they can think of. I know this because AJ has watched every season possible. And then he'll watch the ones like Real Housewives of Dubai. 
and he'll be like, I don't want to watch it, but there's nothing else to watch. And there's no drama there because it's such a, like there's rules to that society. You can't just be out at a restaurant throwing wine glasses. So it's very much like, I thought she was going to say something about me that she didn't, but if she had, it would have been a problem. And you're like, this isn't, this isn't real drama. But the point I'm going to make here is I did this show for Netflix. I was feeling very rebellious and I actually spent more time in the AMC theaters of Los Angeles than I did at the Netflix studio for this private event because I landed in Los Angeles and went immediately to the movie theater. Shout out to Vin Diesel uh, because I was the only one there and I had a chicken Chipotle melt while watching Fast X. Now, most people around me, you, AJ, Allie, lots of people, they don't give a shit about the Fast and Furious series. I do, okay? It's not that I don't give a shit about it. It's just I've never given it a chance to give. Right, a but shit you've about also it. never been motivated enough to seek it out. We no. seek out a lot of things. I'm not, it's not a bad thing. No, like, no, I'm no. not judging you here. But it's just like <laughs> once you get to like movie eight or nine, you go, eh, I might have just missed this one completely. Maybe well, and I some won't people are like, it. you don't need to see them all. And I just want to be clear. You do. You need to see every single film, including the third one, which is, it only became canon in the last three, that also features Bow Wow. Lil Bow Wow at the time was his name. But I started the day seeing Fast, <coughs> seeing Fast and Furious, and I actually got to go, and I know I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, I got to go after the Netflix event to see Dom Toretto's house from Fast and Furious which is just a house. I was like, no, this could be packed. There could be people waiting in line to get pictures of the Fast and Furious. There were not. There were no people waiting. It's a regular residential street. There's one sign that says keep out. One. And <laughs> I got as many pictures as I could in front of it. And the lovely Dark Sheik, who hung out with me most of the day, she was like, I don't understand this. I don't, I've never seen these movies. But I'll take whatever pictures you want at multiple angles. All right, you're losing the clownfish, bud. You're losing it. Drop it. Listen, the amount of noise Lucy normally makes on this podcast, it's fine. We, we're going to have double the noise here we're, with those we're two. We're reversing our roles right now. Usually you're telling me it's fine. Now, many people are saying, where's Cranberry? She's over with AJ right now. But she is going to be spending most of the week with us next week. Surprise. She's coming oh, over. Fun. I talked to her about it. And she said, I want to go hang out. I want to see the new neighborhood. This new neighborhood, I'm obsessed, Peter. I don't want to say exactly where we are. I don't like doxing myself. I don't know. Some There's some extreme Effie fans out there. It's usually pretty casual, but I don't want people showing up. Um, it feels like I'm on mushrooms walking around this neighborhood. There is art and free little libraries and parks and Bebop needs attention. He doesn't like when I give attention to other things. So we've been exploring. You got to go chill, Bebop. I'm going to have to put you in a secret room all your own. Let's get back to Netflix. I've been hesitating on talking about this. Did we technically cross a writer's strike picket line? Yes, we did. That's why I prefaced with, I voted for the strike. Now, I do want to say this because there was a moment of comedy in this. We pulled up, me and Dark Sheik, to the Netflix uh, campus. There were strikers all over the city at all the major... Uh, we passed a lot of the studios and there were strikers everywhere mostly solidarity. I'm sorry, I crossed the line, but they, they said to me as I was pulling in, you're crossing a picket line. And I said, I'm sorry. And they said, if you think they're not going to come for you soon, they're going to take your benefits too. And I said, brother, I have never had benefits. <laughs> Bebop agrees. 
And then they said, well, they're going to start trying to pay you day rate. And I said, brother, that's my best case scenario. I'm sorry to tell you. Day rate is the best case scenario for me. And he said, oh. And I said, I got to go do my little dance at the pride party. And then I announced to the security, the homosexuals are here. And myself and Dark Sheik made our way in. Now, they made the mistake of paying me up front in cash, which means at any point I could have left, but I did not. I had a wonderful match in front of the Netflix employees with uh, Kid Bandit and Black Swan in a tag team against myself and Bryn Thorne, who I've known for many years, uh, originally from Party Hard Wrestling in Arizona. But this is the first time we ever got to tag together. I referred to our team as Brissy because she's Bryn and I'm usually in Bussy and she's another powerful female. I, I think it was a good name. Now, Kid Bandit is... She is so wonderful and polite and nice and very, very talented. And she asked me, would you be willing to work heel? Would you have your team work as the bad guys? And I'm not normally in a situation, Peter, where people don't know who I am. And now I kind of was. And I said, well, I'm going to make sure they know who I am. And I'm in a mood, Peter. And yes, I would be happy to work heel. And everyone all day, I think they were a little confused by the event because they were looking at the intranet streaming screen, which was going around to the employee buildings. You know, like an intranet is within the system. They were saying, we're on Netflix. We're being streamed on Netflix. And I said, not quite, babies. <laughs> not quite. And I entered the arena with Poyo Del Mar, who is there hosting the event. It's lovely to have friends around you who are talented enough to where we can be on many different types of events. And I don't just have to book them to see them. You know what I mean? It's very cool. And... She did her announcing and said, this is Effie. And I took that fucking microphone and I went off, Peter, in front of the employees. And first I'll say, this was the attitude going in. I, worked, I went up to a security guard and I go, where can I smoke a cigarette? And he goes, nowhere on this campus. And I said, I'll be the judge of that. And me and Dark Sheik went to the top of the parking deck where people were doing exercises and smoked before the show. This is the mood I was in. They provided a lot of free food. I almost stole a bunch of books, but I didn't. Uh, I was trying to be polite. Books? They had books all around. They're, they're like the Netflix Q books, and they're beautiful, and they're art magazines, and they had like the cast of Beef and cartoons, and it was very cool. I'm sure I'm in one of them somewhere as Asmodeus. I have a feeling in my heart. Couldn't find that issue. I first announced that you dumbasses canceled my fucking GLAAD award-winning cartoon, and you're stupid, and you're idiots. And then I said a few other choice words. No one at this point had cursed in the show, and I was like, I'll do whatever. They were all like, we're on Netflix. We can't curse without permission. And I was like, I've never asked for permission once. And then I announced to the referee before the match began in full grandeur, Effie heel spirit. If you fuck this match up for me, I will beat your ass off of this campus so that you have to scab back across the line to which the crowd responded with an emphatic. Oh, and I said, Bryn, we got him," And we worked the most fun Memphis Heat match in front of these gays at, at the Netflix show, just with them despising me, but also understanding, as I had announced, that I was the pioneer queen gay, and none of you would exist without me. And she said, I loved your heel work today. And I said, it's what I'm feeling in my heart. <laughs> now, it's a little dramatic. I'm being a little dramatic, but... I quite enjoyed the event. Afterwards, though, we went to that Dom Toretto house, of course. And then Sheik said, I have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yet. 
do you think we could go together? And I said, Sheik, if I go to this movie with you, I will have spent more time in the AMC theaters than I have at Netflix for the show. Of course, I will go see it with you. Now, I did cry more the second time. It was an emotional journey. I knew what was coming. I felt like I could... When you kind of know where things are going, this is where me and AJ disagree on spoilers. I think when you know where things are going, you can emotionally completely understand like what's actually happening on the screen without the uh, additional anxiety of going like, I don't know how this ends. Right, yeah. I understand people don't want spoilers, but it's why I will happily go see movies again and again. Like when we saw Bo is Afraid again. That wasn't last week, was it? It was, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was. We saw it for the third time in theaters. Shout out Ari Aster. Shout out Joaquin Phoenix. Shout out Parker Posey. And uh, and shout out, extreme shout out, Patty Lapone. Just comes in and eats it alive. Now, I am going to ask this. If people out there are video editors, I've asked before and we never got the bussy highlight reel I wanted to release the Cardi B Elton John remix. But I'm going to ask again, if you could go back and re-edit the bing-bong scenes of Toy Story. Was it Toy Story? No, it was Inside Out. Uh, Richard Kind plays bing-bong in Inside Out, one of the imaginary friends who gets lost in that world. If you could re-edit that with the lawyer speech from Bo is Afraid at the end, I would quite enjoy hearing bing-bong do the screaming monologue of Bo's uh, mother's attorney as he is facing the infinite void of nothingness. I'm going to have to pace myself on the watching of that movie with it coming out on digital. You think you're going to go in too deep? Well, because I've been on Reddit quite a bit lately. It helps. It's nice to go around people who've seen it. There's a lot of things I I didn't. I'm just like, wait, wait, that was in that movie? I've seen it three times at this point. There's no way I missed that. There's so much. and so dense. The third time, I realized there were still moments the first two times that I missed because I was peeing because I drink so much soda at the movies. So it's kind of a... I, I think you have to see it that many times. And I've off, I like at the beginning, I was pitching everybody to go see it. And now, as it sort of consumed both of our lives... Uh, I'm hesitant to suggest certain people seeing Bo is Afraid. Um, look, I was talking to Ben from Movie John, moviejohn.com. Go follow them. Moviejohn.com, who supports our Patreon, weekendateffies.com. You can sign up. We are bringing back Effie Burton, Peter Bird at mm-hmm. the movies for another rendition as we have settled into our summer month. Uh, Currently in the middle of voting on, uh, what is it? Mannequin Mania. Mannequin Mania. Mannequin movies this this month. Oh, I'm very excited. Um, (laughs) He was like three times. Holy shit. And I was like, ooh, I'm a little embarrassed. (laughs) I'm not embarrassed. I will see it a fourth theatrical time. I think the Plaza is still showing it. If they are next week, I say we do it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll buy the VOD. I'll buy the Blu-ray, brother. I'll buy the fucking Blu-ray. Now, we don't have a way to watch Blu-rays yet, but I'm working on it as we speak. I love the film. It's fantastic. I had to remind myself that life was more than Bo is Afraid at a certain point because I was like, we have to figure this out as if it was the meaning of the universe. And maybe it is. I've been working on his birth chart. Bo's birth chart. Yeah. I'm going to tweet it to Ari Aster when I feel complete with it. I think you should. I've been tweeting at Ari Aster in hopes. You know that. uh, He's definitely in Atlanta more than Wasserman is Aquarius in German. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Now I whispered to you during the third showing, we're getting out of line here. This is this is mini said stuff. I think he's in Aquarius, but then it didn't line up with what was shown on the screen. It doesn't. 
but, but. he has he has nothing in Aquarius because if if you stupid the he there the there's there is it's this thing called a lot of fortune which is basically where your fate ends up like it's like what you can't his fate ends from, up in Aquarius his fate is an Aquarius and the, there's good and bad water and the mm-hmm. bad water well okay I'm gonna jump ahead here uh, I did call my grandmother Friday morning after leaving Los Angeles well I was in Los Angeles because her birthday is June second. And my mom's like, you need to call grandma. And I said, of course I'm going to call grandma. We had a great conversation in the airport. And there's always that, I don't want to be a dick, but there's always that sort of like, there's a little bit of bragging when you get to say your schedule to grandma about how much cool stuff you're doing. And she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm leaving LA to go to Denver for two nights. And then I got to go to Chicago. And she was like, what? And I was like, and don't worry. Then I go and I kept going. And she was like, you're crazy. And I was like, I know grandma, I'm crazy, but it's working in my favor. Happy pride month. I want to say we kicked off pride month with a bang, uh, on the road by we, I mean me, (laughs) uh, after, after leaving LA for this wonderful Netflix event, uh, I'm glad the strike went through. It makes it a little easier to talk about. Uh, I went to Denver for two nights of Lucha Libre and Laughs, which is one of the most fun promotions to work for in the entire United States. Now, why? Because Nick, who runs Lucha Libre and Laughs, works at the O. It's not called the Oriental anymore, which makes sense. It's called the O. Uh, on a lot of events, like Steve-O and like... Uh, Striper, he worked a Striper show recently, and he was wearing his uh, Church of Satan shirt, the Satanic Temple shirt, and someone tried to convert him, and he was like, listen, buddy, I'm good, <laughs> I'm all right, I don't need this, and they were a little confused by that, but his rule is, please don't get hurt, please have the most fun of your life, these aren't typical wrestling fans in the sense that they're watching every AEW Dynamite or every you know, WWE Raw, they want to come out and have a fun night. Sold out both nights. The first night I was there, I got to wrestle in a match that I determined would be the Gay Bachelor because I was against just some studs, okay? I had a rugged Americana boy in Bruce Rogers in his American knee pads and his rugged chest hair. I had a young, this is how I described it, uh, a young, a young twink of legal age who is in guidance, uh, need of a daddy, and an ex Chippendales dancer. And I walked out on the stage. I did not let them know what I was saying. And I said, "This doesn't look like a match. It looks like an episode of The Gay Bachelor." And then I announced them as I just did, and then had a match with them that ended in a double roll up of two of the two out of three of the boys. What a fun time! And. There's really a miracle to getting to stay in the same city for more than a day. I'm so used to flying into Denver, like I will this Sunday, and then flying right back out of Denver. And for as much fun stuff as there is in Denver, that airport is so far away and so creepy. You know they used to have like Nazi murals there? Wait, what? Have you ever seen pictures of the Nazi murals at the Denver airport? No. Very bizarre. I suggest Googling them. They've gotten rid of them since then. But they lean in to how weird the Denver airport is. And so if there's like construction signs, they're like, who knows what we're doing? Are we covering up UFOs? Is there an underground Illuminati? And you're like, I think you guys are leaning in a little too much. And of course, I mean, do you know about the horse? No. There's a giant (laughs) statue of a blue horse with crystal red eyes that killed the creator of it. And they were like, we're just going to leave that up. It killed him. It fell on top of the man who created this blue horse and killed him, and they just leave it up. It's a good 20 miles away from the rest of the city. So getting in and out of that Denver airport can be a little bit difficult. 
And to get to stay there and sleep in, it was marvelous. I had many friends there. Dark Sheik did not come until the second day. So I got to see her Thursday, not Friday, but then Saturday, where she had the scariest, horniest match against AEW's Abaddon. And they have been back out on the indies a little bit. I don't know the contract status. I don't really care. And I think they'll be fighting Sonny Kiss here soon. They got to fight uh, Dark Sheik, which is magnificent. And to watch the story they told was beautiful. I hope that goes out to YouTube somewhere. Uh, But Brian Keith was also there, who I will get to see tomorrow in Edmonton, Alberta. So within a week, I'll get to spend time with Brian Keith in Denver and Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And also, the lovely and scares my fucking bones off, Masha Slamovich. Have you ever seen Masha Slamovich? No. Okay, she is the now former GCW champion because that little twink Blake Christian stole the belt last week during a marvelous Cage of Survival match with Rina Yamashita, who I will be fighting in Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to have an ultra-violent match in Huntsville, Alabama, myself and Japanese wrestling legend Rina Yamashita. He stole the belt, but Masha is a very intense person. She is very into... She's like hot Bride of Frankenstein. Okay, I'm really into that. But we also, the other week, were together and got mystery squishmallows together. And so she's like you want to go get Squishmallows? And I'm like, yeah. And they have the mystery egg ones. And also, last but not least, the motherfucking Warhorse was in town who had a match with Heidi Howitzer to combine the women's belt and the heavyweight belt there because gender doesn't fucking matter to Lucha Libre and laughs. The match you have is the match you have. And they wanted to make this a poignant combination of belts. She kicked his ass. She, dare I say, ruled his ass. And now is the dual champion, but single champion. She's the Lucha Libre and Laughs champion. I'm bringing up Warhorse last. When you mention the Slim Jim man, is it Warhorse that you're talking about? It is Warhorse. Okay. But the Slim Jim man that attacked us was not Warhorse, but was hired by Warhorse. But Warhorse is also a man of many Slim Jims. He okay. wears Slim Jim colored gear that's flames. That's very cool. So there's like a whole Slim Jim army, like minion style. Yes. This real Slim Jim man is seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. That's another wrestling reference. Uh, But he was attacked and killed by us at the, I believe, the Relentless show in L.A. during WrestleMania week. But uh, Warhorse lives on. I bring this up to say that we woke up the next day. I slept in pretty late. We were supposed to go do a photo shoot where we rule the mountain's ass. Way too foggy way too cloudy he woke up and he said photographer says we can't even see the mountains because of the fog i said well we should have ruled their asses earlier or they're hiding from us and i said well instead would you like to go to the mall and he just had a baby boss baby boston who is so cute and has the war horse he puts up the horns which like when your baby already knows to put up the rock and roll symbol that's how you know it's a good baby. Sorry, if your baby's not doing rock and roll hands, I'm not saying particularly it's a bad baby. It's just not a good baby. I found it because I'm you know, cleaning and packing and moving right now. Yes. Um, I found a baby photo of me where I thought I was doing like a little Jesus mudra hand thing. It's just straight up the black power. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. You were, I mean, you were an African child, so... Uh, shout shout out your African roots. If you're new to the podcast, I'm not kidding. This this child was born and well, he wasn't born, but he was raised in Africa. No, I was born there. You too. were born in I Africa. Was born there, yeah, I have I have three different birth certificates. I have the Kenyan one. Holy shit! The you were an American born in a foreign country, and then the regular ass American. Can one. you be the president? No. 
Okay. I cannot run for president. But can you be my vice president? Uh, I'm not sure about that one. I think we'll make a we'll make a pledge. I'm only running if Dwayne runs, but Dwayne did come back in the Fast X in credit sequence. I'm spoiling it. I don't give a damn. Y'all have had time to see it, and I was the only one in the theater. Thank you, Vin Diesel. So I can spoil those things. We went to the mall, and let me tell you what's awesome about being Effie and Warhorse. We were immediately recognized by fans in the mall. A couple came up to us, and they were like, are you guys the wrestlers from Lucha Libre and Laughs? And I was like, we certainly are. And they were like, y'all are awesome. They didn't know us by name, which is fine, but they recognized us and had the courage to come up to us. And you know how you're in the mall, and there's all those little stands that people are selling weird stuff at? We were yelled at, hey, muscles, come over here. And me and Warhorse looked at each other and we were like, I think they're talking about us because we do have big muscles. We did go pick out some shoes. I got some new shoes that Warhorse helped me pick out. They have flames all over them. Uh, And Warhorse got a wonderful gift for baby Boston that he's bringing home. And I don't remember the exact one he got. I think it might have been a frog. But there was also a Squishmallow. Squishmallows are coming up a lot today. We're big Squishmallow fans. There was a an axolotl. You know, the little, the weird water creatures oh, that are yeah. pink with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. they had an little, axolotl Squishmallow. Cute smile. So cute. So cute. Have you seen Frowning Frog yet? No. There's a Frowning Frog. They've now made plushes of the Frowning Frog. I'm obsessed with the sad frog. This is the saddest frog you'll ever see, but it's adorable. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that's the reaction. When I hear the 100 Gex song, Frog on the Floor, this is the frog I imagine showing up at the party. Um, what's going on with 100 Gex getting used for wrestling stuff now? I love it. I mean, it goes in the vein of Poppy getting used for wrestling yeah. stuff and like weird music showing up. But also, what's up with Fox News accidentally suggesting people listen to 100 Gex this summer? I when know. like... Uh, all, all, all love to 100 Gex. And Death Grips. Death Grips also got mentioned in that. I just, I don't think the Fox News grandmothers knew that they were getting suggested some uh, trans rights, power pop music. Mm-hmm. And fuck them. Let's go for it. Let's let's see what they've got left. Um, What am I? I'm, I've been in a Code Orange. Do you listen to Code Orange? Yes. They also did Bray Wyatt's recent yeah, theme song I, in wrestling. Yeah, I saw that on there and I it was it was like worlds colliding. Their lead singer is brutal and vicious. Yeah. Is she she? I They did some rearranging, and I'm not really sure what okay. the lineup is. Well, the we're into it. Because I think the drummer got moved off drums to singing. Okay, I'm into all of it. I don't know. Shout out Code Orange for whatever you're doing. One of the most incredible metal albums of like the past decade, in my opinion. Yeah? The, well, they, the newer one? The, the new I one. I haven't listened just, to the new one. It's, they use silence. I'm so fucking I have some pretentious. T- I have some time today to listen, so I'm it's, into this. It's They figured out how to make metal more jarring to people that have been listening to it for decades. Okay, I'm into that. Yeah. I'm fully into yeah. that. Uh, and the whole thing feels like it was made in the Matrix, which I love albums that feel like... Th- I, I know every album technically is made in the Matrix because we live in the no, Matrix. No, 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 but I mean as a as a metaphorical understanding, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think I see where you're going and I'm very excited to get into it. I do want to say, since I stopped smoking weed, uh, since I've stopped participating in cannabis and just been at the gym all the time, my love of heavy music has returned very much tenfold. And uh, Matt Justice has been getting me into Down. I don't know if you know about Down, New Orleans-based Down. But that stuff is brutal, and it makes me... I do a lot of, like, <sighs> at the gym now, which is very fun. Uh, I'm having a good time. We went to the mall, and then I went and had a wonderful singles match with uh, uh, Austin Reddick, 
who is actually Heidi Howitzer's husband. And I debuted a new move where I I pull my my fishnets up like I'm Dusty Rhodes to fire up, and he pulled his thong under his uh trunks up as a kind of surprise like oh you think you're gay i'll show you some gay and i gave him a big bitch slap into an atomic drop where i picked him up by his thong and dropped him on his crotch and the finish of this match was i sunset flip him pull his pants down revealing his party monkey ass tattoo with his thong and then he sits down and misses my face and then i sat on his face with the sack rider and took home the win. It was a very fun match. After this, though, we had to get to the airport. Well, we had to leave for the airport at 3 a.m. So I was like, well, it's already midnight. I'm not going to go to bed. I'm going to get to the airport. We're going to get through security. It was insane. There was a, a line around the corner for clear. For clear, Peter. Damn. And we got through. I got on my flight. I flew home to Atlanta. I mean, I didn't fly home to Atlanta. I flew to Chicago. Oh, my God. I can't even remember how much stuff I've done in my life. There's so much stuff to do a wonderful pride show for power entertainment. It's in Lombard, Illinois, right outside of Chicago, but I was picked up at the airport by Mateo Valentine, who was in charge of running the show has been on the big gay brunches in Chicago before and was doing their own pride show. This is what I'm talking about. Peter, when I talk about, we can't talk about sharing a pie. We have to bake our own pies. Mateo Valentine is baking their own pie. Joey Mayberry was a big part of this. Uh, Moondog Murray, Greg, my sweet boy, uh, he was a big part of this. This day, Peter, was the epitome of what pride should be. And I'm just going to take you through it. We opened by going out to a beautiful brunch, which Mateo treated me to brunch. How fucking kind of them. I had French toast. I had a wonderful egg white omelet with a lot of meat in it. Can you tell? Yes. I'm getting giant. It's normally like you typically when you're friends with someone, you see them on a regular basis. You don't notice big changes because, you know, you're seeing them all the time. You see them all the time. I'm noticing big changes. Uh, I posted a picture to Twitter yesterday. Yes, Effie is getting jacked as fuck. I'm in the gym all the time. I'm eating very healthy. And turns out when I don't smoke weed, I don't eat as many sweets. So I'm just eating a lot of like ground beef and eggs and chicken and protein shakes. I bought us a Ninja Blender. So that we can have yeah. all the protein shakes we want. Have you had butter coffee? With the, like the, I, I think Death Wish did it kind of early on. Where you add butter to the coffee? Yeah, and the MCT oil. The now, you know shit. my belief. I think coffee could be a savory beverage. And a lot of people disagree with me. But we'll make some butter. I mean, your cholesterol is going to shoot through the fucking roof. But I mean, who cares? I don't care. I don't, <laughs> it's fine, you know. The, the cannabis was keeping my blood pressure down in a lot of senses. I used to be on beta blockers because I would uh, get a little too excited. And now I'm in what a... beta blockers were you on? I don't remember. This was so long ago when I didn't smoke weed before. Were you doing like the propyrinol shit? Probably. Yeah. Something. It kept me calm. That stuff is a miracle drug. It is a miracle, if but also... If you have to give speeches, get propyrinol because it kills your fight or flight. I believe that. That sounds about right. But also, I'm... Very happy I'm in a portion of my career where I can have outbursts, Peter. I can just get a little crazy and yell at people. We'll get to that later because I did almost get in a fight at the custard stand. <laughs> After brunch, I said, Mateo, I have not slept yet. I flew from Denver. And he said, no worries. Take a nap in the green room. Now, during this nap, I had a, I had a dream that I was in a pre-show meeting. And I opened up Twitter.com. 
And during that time, Allie had somehow accidentally tweeted a nude of my butt. And I was trying to call her during the pre-show meeting and she was not answering. I just want to be clear. This shouldn't be a fear of mine as my butt has kind of been out a lot. It was out all weekend. Maybe that was why. Maybe I was processing why my ass was out so much. And also, if you saw The Life of Effie, which we discussed in the car, you have just recently watched it. Yes. I have not watched it. And it might have been subconscious, but I think I'm going to have to take the leap and watch The Life of Effie Parts 1 and 2 on IWTV. It's it's something. Am I going to cry? I cry. my own life? The thing is, you're like, oh, you filmed it. You should know it's there. Editing is magic. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. There was five days of footage given to this man. Five days. And I think, as you kind of explained the through line to me, that's I was a little hesitant, but I'm very excited to get into it. Uh, and see what it's all about. It's really, it, I, for someone that knows you and sees you all the time, to have like a greater appreciation of you, even though like I was there and like I, you know, was there for the podcast part of it. Right. Um, and the puppet part of it. And the puppet part of it. We love puppets. I, one thing, and this is this is a me thing, I didn't like how stoned I looked in the whole thing. And I look stoned all the time, uh, but not anymore. I, uh, yeah, I'm, while living with you, I'm going to be detoning that part of my life as well, because I'm not, I don't know. Too, too stoned. Too it's stoned. okay. We can take too breaks stoned. on and off. We're adults, Peter. We get to make our own decisions, and we're in a wonderful neighborhood for plenty of other activities that I think will help us guide and get a better understanding. I think we're going to be fine. Uh, I do still have a Gravitron in there that is, do we just do two Gravitrons at once? Of the, we can. But I was going to suggest doing the mugwort so we can just dream process. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to smoke mugwort, which is a dream herb. I'm just not allowed to smoke the cannabis. Uh, I took this nap. I had a weird dream. I woke up. We had a wonderful pride show where Mateo Valentine and myself were scheduled for a main event one fall. And then two jabronis interrupted us about halfway through what would be a classic match and said they wanted a part of it. So we teamed up and we beat their ass. Now, why was this show so important for Pride? Number one, star of glow and wrestling legend icon, Kia Stevens, a.k.a. Awesome Kong, came to the show and did a segment, and it was incredible. And what did I do? Did I talk to her about her uh, historic wrestling career? No. I talked to her about working with Mark Marin. Of course. And she said, oh my God, I'm so glad you brought him up. And she told me this story, which I don't know if I should review. I'm going to say it. She goes, yeah, so, you know, I'm working with Mark, and Mark is Mark. Like, that's him on camera. That's him. Like, that's just who he is. And I was like, that's so wonderful to hear. She's like, he's just a little grumpy curmudgeon. And I was like, perfect to hear. And we started talking about, uh, you know, I started listening to him when I stopped drinking. And she was like, yeah, he told me he was going to a meeting. And I pulled out, you know, she has a different type of chip. But she pulled out her chip, too. And she said, listen, he asked me to do his little podcast. And I said, okay, Mark. I'll do your little podcast. And then I Googled it and it turns out it's kind of the, the podcast. And then I called him and I said, Mark, of course I'll do your podcast. That sounds wonderful. You've interviewed literally everyone happy to be a part of it. This seems like a good deal. So we got to have that time. I got to take a selfie with her, but second and most surprising of all. Yes. From RuPaul's Drag Race season three from all stars eight, 
the Queen of Queens, Miss Monica Beverly Hills, was at the show. Damn. Now, first and foremost, she went out and did a segment where they performed, and she attacked a man as a part of the show and slapped the hell out of him. And she came to the back and she goes, I got to do this more. I think I'm addicted to beating men up. And I said, (laughs) well, I can give you as many opportunities as you need to beat men up. She goes, this is fun. Y'all get dressed up too. And you get to fight people. I was like, yes, ma'am. We do. I'm so glad you're here. That's so fun. Yes. And we got to take a picture together. I was like, I was like, baby, I'm going to be such a mark right now. You're everything, please. And you can see how corny my smile is in that picture because I was just so excited. And she's just serving like face of the goddess, mug, everything, crystal couture, just knew her looks, knew her. All angles are her angles, but she knows her angles. And it's beautiful to see with another professional. You know who followed me on Instagram yesterday besides Monica Beverly Hills? Who? Violent J from ICP. So I'm trying to see if we're uh, moving towards me doing a gathering of the Juggalos. I would hope you would be willing to join me. A thousand percent. Jimmy Lloyd has done the past four gatherings of the Juggalos. So I feel like there's a, there's an opening to it and there's maybe a way in, but it's something I've always wanted to participate in and never had the chance to. And I would love to go to the gathering of the Juggalos. There, there is an incredible Bobcat Goldthwait story about him doing, uh, the The gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh my gosh. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd had a tube broken in his ass one year, maybe last year. And then he showed up in LA the next day and he was like, there's still glass in my ass. And I was like, why? And he's like, they broke a tube up my ass. The people were chanting, break it with your ass. And I said, okay. (laughs) It was, it's nice to hear. It's a phenomenal, it seems like a place full of love and drugs and excitement and soda, soda, Fago. Mm I'm a big fan of the uh, Rock and Rye. I think it's a premium soda. Have you had the Rock and Rye no. Fago? It's like, it's like if, it's like if root beer and the Big Red Soda had a baby. It's so delicious. Now, obviously, they have a lot of different flavors: Rocket Pop and the Fake Mountain Dew one. I guess it's not Fake Mountain Dew. Maybe Mountain Dew copied Fago. But I would like to go sip Fago with. Uh, with the ICP, if yeah, it's Fago's allowed. kind of expensive. It's like 40 bucks for a 12-pack. Not if you're in Ohio, where it's 69 cents a bottle, and it's the liter bottles. And I think you just, I think it's a, you have to be in the right place. But whenever I see Rock and Rye, no matter how fitness I'm feeling, I'm buying Rock and Rye. I won't always buy Fago, but I will always buy Rock and Rye. Guaranteed. It's delicious. Now, the story doesn't end here, because after the show, Mateo said... We have you know to it's go. been around since the twenties. So Mountain Dew did copy Fago. Uh, holy shit! I had no idea it was that old. I didn't know ICP was that old. Can you imagine? It's the Roaring Twenties, and they're they're woot wooting all their juggalettes. All right, you juggalettes, the stock market's high, and we've got plenty of Fago. I think the future's going to hold a lot for us. Nineteen oh seven. Nineteen oh seven. This house was built in nineteen sixteen. So Fago in this house, same era. Maybe they used to drink Fago here. Maybe the ghosts of Fago haunt this house. You know the house next door was built in 1880? That's so crazy. It's insane. We are in a very old neighborhood. It's beautiful. We're going to have to like salt the outside of the house or something. I'm fine with that. I lit a little of the uh, sage incense just That'll to see. Fine. I think we're okay. I've also had some conversations, and I haven't noticed anything 
Wiley in here. I mean, you can tell me what you find. This neighborhood at night is so quiet, Peter. Hell yeah. It is. You can walk outside. It's silent. That's awesome. It's silent. Maybe an occasional motorcycle. And if he hears a squirrel, part of the silence problem is he can hear everything. And so if there's just a rustle in the bushes, he's like up against the window. Like, what's going on here? I'm the protector of this establishment. And also there's a lot of bicycles and weird hoverboard unicycles in this neighborhood. Bebop is still learning to be friends with weird vehicles. He's fine with cars and trucks. Weird vehicles like that, self-powered vehicles, he takes them as a threat. So we're working through that. Hopefully he figures that out. It's probably jealousy. He probably wants his own hoverboard. I would love to see Bebop on a hoverboard. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like skateboards, and I've started to try to pull my skateboard out again to let him sort of see it. In my mind, this turns into him riding the skateboard. Yeah. He's, he looks like low enough to the ground yeah. to be a skateboard dog. You see a lot of bulldogs you know, that are skateboard dogs, corgis that are skateboard dogs. I think he would be a great skateboard dog. I think he's just scared of his destiny. I also want to say he snuck out out front. I had the door open. I was moving some stuff, and he snuck out, and I was like, oh, my God, no. And then he went right up front, and he peed, and he came right up the stairs again. Oh, and I was like, boy. oh, what a good boy. What a good boy. And he's wearing his cute little bandana today. It was lovely seeing him graduate. Oh, he's going back to school. He's going for his master's. Oh. We have to get this Dr. on the books. Dr. Bebop. Dr. Paging Dr. Bebop. Paging Dr. Bebop. He's having fun. Uh, we went to Korean barbecue after, which I have not gone to in a while. And I want to say getting to go with an actual Asian person, getting to go with Mateo Valentine, who is Filipino, they know the deal. And when we sat down, usually I have to be like figuring everything out. Mm -hmm. Mateo was like, here's what we need for the table right now. Keep it coming. Like, this is what we want. Work in the grill. Lots of corn cheese. You like the corn cheese? Have you had corn What's cheese? What's corn cheese? Oh, it's corn covered in cheese. And then they bake it. Oh. And then you eat it with the meat. And it's so good. Hell yeah. Calm down, my little man. You're just a baby. I know. I know. We ate so much Korean barbecue. There was, I think, six of us that went out. Martin from Wrestling with Unicorns, Joey Mayberry, and their uh, valet. I don't remember their kayfabe name here. Mateo Valentine, Moondog Greg Murray. And Moondog only eats chicken tenders and fries, which, like, no Wait, judgment. His name's Moondog. His name's Moondog. He's like a hippie. It's awesome. What was the Matthew McConaughey? Didn't he play a character named Moondog in, like, one of those Harmony Corrine movies? Was it the Beach Bum? Maybe. Was he the Moon Dog in Beach Bum? Maybe. I don't Did know. Did you see the one where he's the Fisher in the simulation and it's his son jerking off or whatever? With the murders With and everything. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, that movie is shouldn't have been made. No. I like. Does anybody ever get through halfway making a movie and start to look around and go, "Where is this going? This is." Or do they just take the money and run? See, I mean, that I recently just watched it because a uh, Fury Road was supposed to be like that, where everyone while they're shooting the movie were like, "Who? Uh, George Martin has or what? Whatever the fuck the director is." completely lost it. Like he yeah. has no idea what he's doing at this point. And that movie's perfect. Um sometimes though it's not. And you need yeah. you need some other I don't know. Don't go see whatever that movie is. It's was been called. very quiet on the um Anne Hathaway rom com front. But Anne Hathaway's also been doing like what she just did another movie that was really good, didn't she? Am I wrong? Maybe. I feel like I recently saw an Anne Hathaway where I was like, get it girl. I'm just waiting for our Anne Hathaway movie. Uh, are you talking about... I'm talking about the idea of you. 
Is this what the one that was filmed next door to the oh, old place? Oh, where she has a Coachella yeah. daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I saw military vehicles in your neighborhood, and all I could think about was, <laughs> is The Rock here right now? Dwayne, you want to fight? I could be <laughs> Dwayne been there for a minute, and they look like civilian cars, and I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with these military vehicles. They do look like movie proppy, but also, Dwayne, I'm getting big, and I'm coming for you. Wait, there's a Sesame Street movie coming out? Sunny days, naked up, clouds away. Anne Hathaway, Bo Burnham, and Chance the Rapper. What? That sounds fun. I'm uh, trying to do an A24 Safdie Brothers Burton Ernie heist movie, <gasps> but I haven't. I'm writing this. I'm writing the script on spec. So I actually rewatched um, Uncut Gems the other night. It is. It is honestly stressful, and I it love it. It is unnecessarily stressful. And Adam like, Sandler is so good. He's so good. But like the thing that made me go, this movie is too much, was when he's in the closet and the girl that he's sleeping with yes. is in the room. And it was just like, none of this was necessary. You're just making this more tense to put us on edge. Well, for the yeah, rest but of this that's movie. very fun. Also, Benny Softy in the new film Oppenheimer going head to head with Barbie. True. I, someone posted that picture of the Oppenheimer timer countdown next to the Barbie get inside <laughs> and be a doll. Me and Dark Sheik took Barbie pictures when we went to the movies too, which was very fun. We looked phenomenal. We ate so much Korean barbecue and we forced Moondog to eat octopus and intestines and beef and pork and all these things where he was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. And we were like, you want to do this, eat this. And we ate so much food. And what did I do? I said, Mateo, can we go get some frozen custard afterwards? After we had basically cleared out the restaurant, like they could not have been, they had to change our grill out five times because we were cooking so much meat, which like, it's like a big metal thing on the cooker. And when you cook enough meat on it, it's just like, you know, like any stovetop that's burning very hot with flavor, it's getting a little burnt. They just kept having to come re replenish the meat and put down the grill. They have a rule where you have to pay for the meat you don't eat. Not of concern. And then we were even at the end and I was like, let's do a little more meat. And we did some more meat. And they were like, are you going to finish all that meat? And I was like, without question, we're going to finish this meat. We went over to Andy's Custard down the street. And you know, when I think of a summer night in the beautiful city of Chicago area, Chicago land area, I think of you know a nice Midwest custard stand. And people were lined up around the block for Andy's Custard. And we got in line. And a group of, uh, you know you know how teens are a little full of themselves sometimes, right? And they're a little too inside jokey. Yeah. These teens came up and they were like, are y'all even in line? And I was like, yeah, we are. You want to fight? And he was like, what? And I said, do you want to fight? And it was very intense, Peter. And then I heard them over there and they were like, that guy wants to fight. And I was like, I do. And then I asked someone if they were horny for custard. Not the teens, but someone in the car. Like, there was an old couple coming in. And I go, y'all horny for custard? And they just kind of looked at me. Like, what is happening here? And then I ate an entire banana split of custard in about two minutes. And we went back to Mateo's house. I checked my co-star when we got there. And it was about 1230 at night. And it, under my dues list, it had sleepovers. And I got to stay in the guest room at Mateo Valentine's house. Mateo picked me up from the airport, took me out to eat, and then took me back to the airport right on time. What a wonderful person. You need to have people looking out for you. I'm yelling at the air. I can't help it. I went to see Spider-Verse last night at 10 p.m., which I thought, 
oh, it'll be kind of empty. It was not. It was full of toddlers mm-hmm. at 10 p.m. Yeah. We'll talk about that on the mini-sode that we do soon. Uh, big things are ahead. It is my birthday. I'm very excited to spend it on the road a little bit. You know, like, obviously, I could do other things, but it sort of gives me time to respond to people. As you can see, my phone right now, Peter, is blowing up. All right? And like I said before, and we have brought this up before on the show because we've been here more than a year now. We are going to hit 100 episodes very soon. And I used to not celebrate my birthday because I don't believe... Truly, in my heart, celebrating uh, a length of time passing is as important as celebrating your your uh, actual achievements and accomplishments. But I've shared stories on here, I believe, before about people giving me gifts at shows. My hands are always full as it is. This is one of the curses I've accepted. I will always be busy. My hands will always be full. If I let it bother me, it will lead to only frustration for myself. And I remember doing a birthday show and having just too many gifts and getting to a gas station and just like throwing four cakes and stuffed animals and balloons in the trash can and watching someone throw helium balloons in a trash can while trying to pop them with their teeth at two in the morning at a gas station. It was sad. Okay. I'm admitting it right now. It was a sad low point. And since then I've said, you know what, Effie fucking embrace the love I've been trending on Twitter since last night at about midnight 30 when I lay down on the couch. And I thought, if I keep my phone open, I'm never going to go to bed anyway. It's already late. I'm already sleepy. (coughs) And I have so many big days ahead that I'm going to need my energy. I'm going to need my vibrance. And I'm going to need to embrace the love that is being given to me. Lots of people reaching out, lots of people enjoying their time with Effie. And I think this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful year. Now I do want to clarify and heed a warning. Yes, this is my Christ year. Not everyone calls it their Christ year, but I just want to assure people that I will possibly be crucified. I don't know. (coughs) It's very likely that in my position in wrestling, with my loud mouth and wrestling, that there are going to be people who don't always enjoy what I'm doing because I'm going against their grain. And as my power grows, as my visibility grows, as our distribution grows, uh, people are going to find it hard to ignore Effie. And I think that in the next few weeks, as we watch the TV ratings stay about the same, as there's not the big jump that you thought there would be because of certain returns or certain matches or certain things happening, Obviously, wrestling is flourishing. Entertainment is going to be flourishing once they work a deal out. But the fact is, Effie is correct. I have stood by my guns. I have stayed to my belief system. I believe the light switch has already clicked on this industry and that the diminished returns being promised to those who have signed their their likeness and rights away to be a part of something under contract. I think they will continue to look at what I'm doing over the next year and be jealous, but it could lead to people trying to lash out. Jeff Jarrett's saying my name again. I'm being brought up in a lot of conversations. I resaw that picture of myself and the ace Tanahashi where I was asked politely to kneel because I looked too large. And now I'm going to be even larger. I'm going to eat so much protein. I'm going to powerhouse in the gym. I am not smoking weed and I'm unstoppable. And I want people to be confused as to why I'm not on TV. And they're not going to ask me why I'm not on TV. And if they do, I don't care. And I'll laugh. They're going to be asking TV while I'm not, why I'm not on TV. And they can answer that on their own. 
And it's just like Will Smith in that empty house at the end of uh, Fresh Prince. He don't want me, man. Y'all are going to be happy when you get out of your contracts and can come back out on the Indies. The Indies are great. The water is warm. You do have to know how to swim. You do have to know how to boop sharks on the nose to keep them away from you. And you do have to understand that you are in a wild lifestyle where you have to protect yourself first and foremost. And you have to make sure you're delivering a product that the fans actually want. Isn't that right, Bebop? Do you have something to say? Come here. We're going to do, I think, some questions. Yes. Look at when we stopped. My times have been, every day my times have been segmented. And I'm obviously, it's 11-11, make a wish as we record. But obviously, in a sense, you could say that I'm adjusting my life to the times. But also, no, I'm not. It's been 555s, 444s, 222s, 111s, everywhere I'm going, on moments, when I'm entering, when I'm exiting, when I'm beginning, when I'm ending. So... I think it's a sign that we're starting off the year correctly. I think uh, my chart, I haven't seen it. I don't know how to read it really, but I've been assured that things are going to be pretty big and we're going to have a great summer and I'm honored to have us living together because it's going to be fun. Bebop, do you want to talk? I'm going to bring it up here. I've got Bebop up on the microphone now. What do you have to say? You were just very loud. Nothing? Are you sniffing? If I hold you like a baby, are you quiet? Um, okay this is from ryan responses slash feedback to the life of would be cool do we need to wait till you've seen it i think we need to wait till i've seen it um i urge everybody to continue tweeting about it use the hashtag t-l-o-f-e which is the life of effie uh john falapovich has worked extremely hard on editing this thing sorry he had to see my penis um what a I mean, for some people, they're going, you shouldn't have censored it. And I'm going, it wouldn't be above board for IWTV if my... And it, it's not like it was in a showy position. I was just naked opening boxes and I dropped the camera and then had to pick it up. And it was, uh, yeah, you can... The fact that it was you naked unboxing <laughs> your action figure was hilarious, though. There was something, there was <laughs> something very the like, metaphysical about the fact that you're wearing nothing and yet here here is a here's uh, an immortal version exactly yeah. yeah i have been skinned down to my to my nothingness and yet i still remain in full gear you know what i mean uh, variants okay this is from julie it was fun seeing seeing peter in the life of will we see more peter on camera on will we see more peter on camera we can f eclipse I know Effie is the face of the show, but some of Peter's stories are wild. Or is that something you're not into, Peter? Because that's okay, too. I am I am a shy, anxious human being that does not let on that I am any of those things. Yeah. And this podcast has been really good to get me out of my comfort zone. I've seen you out of your shell so much more than when we first met. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I was also the saddest boy on the planet when you when and we, I met. <laughs> well, and look at us now. I, I will say this though, not to just plug other things I'm doing. Twitch.tv slash Effie lives. He's next to the studio now. I will yes. be forcing Peter to mm-hmm. come into the Twitch studio more and more. Hopefully we play some video games, but also I think we can do some viewing things too. We are going to be doing some watch alongs on a lot of things with the podcast and the Patreon at weekend at Effie's.com. Because now we're in the same living room and we can, I'm about to get this TV mounted Tuesday morning. So we're going to have a 50 inch TV up here. We'll be able to watch stuff and have these mics right next to us. And just, you can watch along to things while listening to our commentary. Uh, so yes, you will, you will see more. Yes. In many capacities as he cannot avoid me now. 
this is from Rob. Hey Effie, was there anything that you oh, was there anything you filmed for the life of that didn't make the cut but you wished it had, or maybe something you wanted to share but didn't have time to film? We'll pop back to that one. We'll pop back to that. But what about you, Peter? You saw me film a lot of it. Um, I was glad that the puppets made it in. Puppets. There was a lot of puppets. Good in there. puppets. Um, I did find it hilarious that I got. It. Who's the the gentleman that put it together? John Filipovich. Uh, it reached out to me on Twitter and apologized for misspelling my name, and he, he was like, "I didn't know you spelled your name so unusually." And I was like, "No, Pitar is a joke." Pitar is a <laughs> reference to Kate Blanchett. It's a reference to Kate Blanchett. Yes. Uh, if you see Pitar on Twitter, it is Pitar, but it is uh, spelled currently Peter. But uh, I thought he was talking about your last name, and I was like, "It's it's built into the Twitter handle, like." It's easy. This is true. This is true. Uh, okay. This is from Emily. What music are you listening to in the gym? And how often do you listen to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road outside of the ring? All right. This is actually funny. I went and hung out with one of my good friends, Sean, after the Denver shows, who I've known since literally middle school. We knew each other all through high school. I told him a funny story about something he did in typing class that has stuck with me forever that I can't really repeat on the air right now. Uh, and he had forgotten this. And I was like, Literally, I think about this all the time. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen anyone do in my whole life. We talked about our typing teacher, Miss LeConte, and one of his roommates, she used to That's smoke out the window. Bad name and act for a like, high school teacher. I'm Miss LeConte. And she would smoke out the window uh, during the classes and then act like we didn't notice. Watch out, he's getting a little excited. Um, <laughs> who knows? He did a thing the other day that I, I haven't forget, seen him do. I forget these, uh, these male dogs in there. I thought getting him neutered would help with this a little, but it seems like he's going through a little change and we're trying to be supportive, but I need him to stop humping me and blankets. Well, he, he'll he have Lucy to hump, I guess. <laughs> please, please don't let him do that. Just send him into his little bed okay. and he'll, he'll hump his little blanket and we'll get over it. It's a part of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but someone at the at his house when we were all hanging out put on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road and I was like, somebody owes me money. I only listen to this song now if I'm getting paid. And I think that's how Elton John would want it. And he immediately changed it over to something else and was like, is this okay? But it is sort of the idea of this song for me is a theme song, obviously, coming out to wrestling. And I don't want to sound like a self-aggrandizing asshole. But it's also a song that I use for myself. And it's to remind myself... Uh, that I have the option of walking away whenever I want, that I have full ownership of my art, that people who are bringing me in are renting me for a very short period of time, that if you think you should dress up to go to an indie show, you're a fucking mark because the only time you have any ownership over me is when my music hits and the bell uh, rings and I do the match, but you actually don't even have ownership over me then. And I never want to give promoters the idea that they have any pull over me as a celebrated maximum superstar at any point before I'm actually doing my job. So no, I don't listen to that song a lot on my own. I love being tagged when other people are listening to the song, but you have to imagine I've heard this song more than about any song. I think the only person who's heard goodbye yellow brick road more than me is Elton John or Bernie Topin. <laughs> Okay, last one. This is from Steve. What is your favorite use of a song in a movie? That moment that will elicit the oh shit feeling, whether it be excitement, sadness, or whatever that emotion might be. Example, one of mine is the opening scene from Baby Driver when Bell Bottoms is playing. Okay, I have to go bigger. Anytime the talking heads are in a movie, it hits for me. Any yep. talking head song... Do you have a specific example? The one with Matt Damon, um, <laughs> where... Uh, they play Days Go By. 
where he shrinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it called? D- downsizing. downsizing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the scene in Downsizing and the trailer where they play Days Go By from the Talking Heads. Uh, shout out to Maso Champa, who used to come out to Psycho Killer, and it was awesome. But yeah, uh, anytime so I hear the Talking Heads yeah. in any sort of film, I think it's perfect. I love it. Uh, mine you? is Head Over Here, Head Over Heels, Tears for Fears, Donnie Darko. Oh my God. High school scene. Okay, that's phenomenal. What a weird movie. I haven't watched that movie since high school, and I'm going back and watching a lot of movies that I haven't well, seen since then. I do own it on DVD. Whoa, we're going through the DVDs? Mm-hmm. You know what DVD I own, don't you? I only own one DVD. Uh, I used to heat. own two. It's Heat. I it's only heat. own one Hell DVD. Yeah. It's Heat. I sold my copy of Space Jam to Hank. Shout out, Hank. Thank you for all the support. Hank was one of the few Americans who made the trek out to the Big A Brunch UK. Oh, I do yeah. want to put that over. It is debuting this Sunday on Progress On Demand. And I think it's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern time, our time, 5 p.m. Britain time. That might be noon Eastern time. I'm not sure. But it will be on Progress On Demand. I am setting up for us to do a Twitch watch along where we can actually show it. So if you don't watch it right away, in the next few weeks, we are going to be able to do that. And I would love to have you watch it as well, Peter. I think it would be a very good time. I think we're going to have fun. It was a very fun show. And I followed my indie rule of, even though there was a, a Royal Rumble as one of the matches, not as many matches as you'd expect. Everybody got a lot of time. Like Every match was treated main event style. Everybody got their highlights. And I do commentary for the whole Rainbow Rumble, which you hear me getting... All kinds of wild. And then Allie yelled at me because I was doing commentary during that match. To which I say, Allie, you had one job and I had seven. So do your fucking job. Love you, sister. Can't wait to go to and with you. And I'm so excited that Peter is going to be able to help me, hopefully with Bebop, who's going to be very easy to deal with while I'm on a bit of a European vacation that's for work, technically. But I want to eat reindeer. <laughs> 